What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm with my brown beetle. Hi, Sam. Hello. Hi, Sam. You know, when I was a kid, yep, I was in a, uh, you know, Sgt. Pepper's uh, Lonely Hearts Club, Hearts Club uh, band uh-huh. by myself. <laughs> it's very lonely. It's very lonely. Today, we are reviewing yesterday. We are reviewing today. <laughs> we are reviewing yesterday. Yes, but what are we reviewing? Yesterday. What are we reviewing today? <laughs> today, we are reviewing the movie yesterday. Which movie? The rules of this podcast are simple. Haisam and I review something. One of us will have to love it. One of us will have to hate it. And who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. Seriously, which movie? <laughs> yesterday, the movie that we watched. The coin of fate? <laughs> The catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Spoilers, as always. Let us begin with our patented one breath synopsis. <laughs> what, what have you done? <laughs> so I gave you a synopsis. Yes. It's actually really, really short. Is it? But then I also... Uh, have now handed you the lyrics to the gibberish that has come together. <laughs> I would like you to try and do all of this in one breath. I'm up for the challenge. Here we go. Jack Malik is a struggling singer-songwriter despite the support of his childhood best friend, Ellie. After a freak bus accident during a mysterious global blackout, Jack wakes up to discover that the Beatles have never existed, performing songs by the greatest band in history to a world that has never heard them. Jack becomes an overnight sensa- sensation. Here come old flat tough, he come. Grooving up slowly, he got juju eyeballs, he won. Holy roller, he got hair down to his knee. Got to be a joker, he just do what he please. He wear no shoes time, he got toe jam football, he got monkey finger, he shoot go. Coca-Cola, he say, I know you, you know me. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. Come together right now over me. He bad production. He got walrus kaput. He got all oh, no, cyborg. He got spinal cracker. He got feet down below his knee. Old dude is up to you. can feel the disease. Come together right now over me. He roller coaster. He got early warning. He got muddy water. You got mojo filter. He say, what, what, what is three? Got to be good looking because you don't want to see. Come together right now over me. Come together. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. You're falling apart. I'm, I'm tripping right now. I feel like I'm. Uh, I mean, that is the Lucy, point of the song. I'm I Lucy think. in the sky with diamondsing right now. <laughs> I see strawberry fields everywhere. That was fantastic. Oh, thank you. I'm now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, you get to love this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it lands on tails, you have to hate it. Doom, 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 doom. Here goes nothing. Heads. So I love it. All you need is love. Imagine a world without this movie. It just wouldn't come together. I want to hold this movie's hand. I love it so much. It makes me feel like here comes the sun. I've just seen a movie. I would rather forget the time and place I saw this mess. It's not the movie for me, and I don't want the world to see this mess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fallen Danny Boyle is fallen, and I fallen. keep calling him back again. This is something that I think we all needed. And why don't you just let it be, honestly? Just let it be. 
All right, you need some help, buddy. You need some help. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's 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 actually talk about this movie. Okay, like okay, it's the the movie has. This a, movie should be seen across the universe. This movie has a great premise. It does. Thank right? you for saying it so. It has a fantastic Wonderful premise, premise, right? And Amazing I remember seeing premise. this trailer, and it promised the earth to me, and I believed it. After all this time, I don't know why. Because <laughs> I'm so disappointed. You lied. You're still going. <laughs> this isn't a real conversation <laughs> at all. You sneaky bastard. So. No, so it has a great <laughs> premise. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that it has a great premise. It has a fantastic. The premise. problem with the movie is that it does not in any way explore this premise oh. or uh, with any depth. Uh, it is just a paint by numbers romantic comedy that is wafer thin. This is written by the same guy who wrote Pirate Radio, About Time, Love Actually, Richard Curtis. This is. Another one of those really clever movies that takes a normal world and just does one thing in it that is so absurd and un- unexpected with hilarious results. And it manages to do that so well. It is, it, it is so well directed by Danny Boyle, uh, bringing out all the humor. No, it no, was no. just a joy right, to watch. Two things. First, let's talk about Richard Curtis. Richard right, Curtis go. is now in the funeral stage of his <laughs> of funeral. <laughs> Why okay. are you such he, an ageist? You're he, an ageist. He, he what do you have against the elderly? He, he is 70-something. So what? He's still he a writer. Is, you know, he is in not in touch with modern cinema sensibilities. And this movie, it's like the jokes in it are like sitcom from the They're 70s. They're hilarious. It's an oldish sitcom. And it, it just really, it is a completely edgeless film that has no, uh, you know, it has... Edgeless? I mean, you want a movie uh, that is essentially a romantic comedy about uh, a guy who discovers that he's the only person yes. alive who no. knows the Beatles to be edgy? Like, it's not meant to be the edgy. The Beatles and are by the way, edgy, by the way. And by the way, it did have edge when at the point when he's starting to lose his, uh, starting to lose his shit and it he's really... up on stage and he's yelling help. I mean, that was that that had an edge. No, it was nothing. Like, the, the movie has no conflict. You are nothing. <laughs> you... The, with your bad opinion. The movie has no conflict. And let's talk about Danny Boyle there, for a second. Okay? Wait, wait, you're, you're jumping tracks. First you said the movie has no conflict. I cannot agree with that. How does it not have a conflict? Come on. What's the... It is... It, there is one... Uh, there's, there's an idea of... A, there's... there's uh, there, uh, the movie has various ideas of what could be dead, conflict. Dead, 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 dead. You can't even say it. The movie has various... Oh, bloody. Oh, bloody. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay. <laughs> the movie has various ideas of what conflicts are. It sets it up and then, you know, it's just too scared to go anywhere with them it uh, the the movie sets up the conflict which is that this guy is essentially creating a whole career out of being a fraud so the entire time you're worried that he's going to get found out that conflict is woven in from beginning to end but at the same time it makes it clear that without him plagiarizing and actually using the songs they would never exist in this world so He's actually doing the world a favor by bringing some of the greatest music that's ever been known no. to mankind this is, this into is, the universe this and movie across the universe. Is Richard Curtis plagiarizing his own earlier work to a lower degree. Like you this is this is a cover version of his earlier movies, which is exactly <laughs> what this movie is. You about. wish you could cover Richard Curtis's comedy and clever writing. Why would I want to? Okay, he can, <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't okay. Know. <laughs> I I don't want to be old. <laughs> right, I think it comes down to that. that I don't want to be as we saw a in last week's year old uh, geezer. As we saw in the Toy Story review, just did you definitely don't want to be old. I You're don't. a permanent child. I have a fear of uh, wrinkly faces. Okay, you and scr- I run screaming whenever you see want, an older person. I don't. I don't want wrinkly people <laughs> writing my movies. What happened to you that you're afraid of wrinkly people? Uh, I was stuck in <laughs> a bath 
Yes. For uh, uh, it was a lukewarm bath right. for over three hours once, and I came <laughs> out so wrinkly. <laughs> and ever since then, I've had a deathly fear <laughs> of wrinkly becoming wrinkly again. Yes. So anyway, let's get back to the movie, okay? Uh, wha- uh Danny Boyle. Okay, right? Danny Boyle, go for it. So, why is Danny Boyle directing this film? Switch. Why can't Danny Boyle direct more movies <laughs> like this? Right? Yep. Why do the movies that Danny Boyle directs all have to be some visual masterpieces? Danny Boyle? More like Danny Spoil. <laughs> Spoiled this film. Where was he? Where was his visual flair that you no. come to expect? Paint by numbers and phone it in. That's Danny Boyle. No, 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 no. This no. Danny Boyle, like this movie was simmering all the time, <laughs> right? It was like the 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 conflicts. more like more like Danny Simmer and never no. really come into no. a rolling boil. The movie was always simmering, always <laughs> bubbling with all these conflicts. So much conflict. Is he gonna get caught? Is, <laughs> is he gonna get known for his plagiarism? The guilt, the love story. Oh my God, Danny Boyle brings that all out with his amazing direction, using those you know the the beautiful text on screen. The beautiful text on screen. The latest you know like a final cut pro x uh, you know text uh, uh you know exactly tool. state of the art technology <laughs> that danny boyle is bringing right oh the great dutch angles that he puts <laughs> yeah. into some of the scenes and you're because you feel like oh everything's like you know not not it's how it's off meant kilter to be. it's off kilter just like this movie is off kilter from beginning to end it was just the problem with this movie was that it could have been great the concept is so incredible and that was. this that this movie it was it's a shame that Danny Boyle didn't bring it where's the where's the Danny Boyle of Slumdog Millionaire Flame I wanted Danny Boyle to be slumming slumdog in this he didn't slumdog no, this no. at all da- he didn't he didn't 28 days later this at all he didn't sunshine this at all yeah, he this didn't, is a completely different not, film and this that's is it a completely where's his personality film? it's all there it's there in the way he directs Danny Boyle when he directs there is energy there the movie moves there's right? something in the way this moves that yeah. reminds no. me <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I knew ah, you were gonna. Do, I stole it. I saw it in your eyeballs. <laughs> There's nothing in the way this film moves. Nothing. Remind me of no other. <laughs> so the movie. So okay, fine. So Danny Boyle, you know, really could have done a better job because it feels like another director could have done this, and it would have been the same. Job. Okay, this movie is what, at its core, a feel-good romantic comedy, and that's what it's trying to do. You go to the movie, you end out, you you know, and you leave with a smile. You've laughed, you've felt emotional, you've seen a love story, right? And that's yeah, what and I, I could have done that by say, staying at home, watching uh, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix, and I, it would have just had that same effect. Yeah, Where's the Danny Boyle element, my friend? This man directed the Olympics. The Olympic ceremony. Well, then go rewatch the Olympics. In if that's London, what you, no, no. Okay. If, if you want to see where that, is he? go watch the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> Here is a movie where he wants to do something that's fun and it's it's breezy, right? And that's what you go to the movie for. You go for the romance, you go for the breezy fun, and you go for the music. I usually go to watch you tear up. That's what I usually go for. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I cried at the lost love. I cried about how he was famous and I can never be famous because I'm a hack. <laughs> I, I cried every time I saw an old person in that movie because what's with their wrinkles? Why are they so scary? Okay. So so besides that, okay, you've got okay, so you've got this concept which is which is, you know, a great, you know, 
idea that wasn't given justice. And Danny Boyle, who, as far as I was concerned, was, like, not present. But then you've got the acting, all right? Why could they not find actors who could carry this film with a little bit more force? More memorable actors. You had this guy uh, who playing uh, uh, Malik, uh, Jack Malik. You know, like, what kind of a name is Jack Malik anyway? Who calls their kid Jack Malik? Let's make my na- kid's name rhyme. Hysam Bison. <laughs> Imagine your name was Hysam Bison. Switch. Hysam <laughs> Bison would have been a great name for you. In fact, I'm going to be calling you Hysam Bison from now on. Jack Malik. That is a movie name. That is a name that sticks to your head. Oh. The acting was phenomenal. Really, really down to earth. And very, very. The thing about this movie no, this is that movie the actors. The thing about this movie is that it, rock bottom, not down to earth. The, <laughs> the, the thing about the actors were they were believable. They're all like real. It felt no. like they were real people. I, I mean, that guy was believable as a guy who will not succeed in any <laughs> in, in any creative field. Why, okay, why are you so mean to the guy. Jack, because he is Indian, right? And here he had a chance to be charismatic. He's <laughs> not. He's so bland. And that's okay. That's another problem with this movie. Yeah. Right? So you, they're talking about the Beatles, and they have this idea that you know, uh, just about anybody could sing the Beatles song. And he, no, the Beatles weren't just their songs, right? It was the band. It was uh, the characters, right? And here comes Jack Mullick, this completely uncharismatic guy, and of course he's singing some great songs with not a very impressive uh, voice, by the way. He can't sing very well. Uh, and it, uh, you know, and we're supposed His to believe that, oh, wow, this would be great. was like butter draped in honey dipped in Vicks Vaporub and scrubbed on my chest. It was absolutely therapeutic. Switch. <laughs> what kind of a horrific cat, caterwauling, terrible, screeching, disgusting, Disgusting voice that man has. It was like poop. No, <laughs> like poop scraped and dripped on your forehead. That's the type of voice that he had. He had such a great voice. He took the songs of the Beatles and brings another dimension to it using his rustic, yeah, the uh, d- d- deep throating voice. <laughs> deep throating. <laughs> he kept deep throating this whole time, right? And then you have Lily James, who is giving this lovely performance. Was she deep throating the performance as well? Because I mean, what was going on okay, over see, here? See, he- here you are, and you have your mind in the gutter, which is why you can't enjoy <laughs> this kind of pure, uncynical movie, right? That's what I love about this movie. There is no like even drop of cynicism in it it is a movie about how great the world is and how how it's better with the bo- fine you've got you've, you've got these actors who are supposedly playing this uh, non-cynical roles and then you've got other characters that look like they're completely fabricating their role like for example uh, the agent Carol who's played by uh, Kate McKinnon uh, Kate from McKinnon SNL from SNL and she comes in and she's literally doing a character from SNL she has some of the funniest lines in this movie she is absolutely hilarious it's like she was was not reading the same script as anybody no. else. Yeah, she, okay, she was supposed to be an American agent, and she's playing that to it. What do they have so against Americans, the honestly? You know, it's movie like, they're people like anybody else. Why do they have to make them seem so shallow and full of themselves and stupid and right. money-loving? Everybody in this movie comes off as a little dumb, right? It's a comedy. It's a, br- a classic British comedy, right? That's what it is. And you have Kate McKinnon bringing a great, like, every scene that she's in, she steals the, she steals the scene with her line delivery with she those funny 
funny, funny lines. Their lines are funny, but they're not related to the rest of the movie, so they're just like, okay, I, I cheap think, laughs. I think what happened is you took the lines more personally because she's things like, oh, can you not look any better? You know, <laughs> which, which are things that people have told you in real life. I did. I did feel like I was being attacked by the film, but that's besides the point. It doesn't change the fact that her character stood out. It wasn't like... Another thing I really liked about that character is that very easily you could have casted an old person to play that role. A wrinkly old person. And they didn't. They acted a person with good skin who is young. So I was I was happy about that. And besides that, you've got like another character that was cast to play the role of John Lennon. That was freaky and creepy and it made me want to what stab an, my eyeballs. What an incredible surprise, right? It comes it out so you weird. you don't like when it happens you're like, "Oh my god, yes, of it's course." It's like they, they did took this. his corpse out of the grave and pst, put him up and stuck him up and started to like manipulate him I like a marionette. It was disturbing. That was such a great uh, twist into the story. Oh, right? So they're when trying to say that up. he, that, that John Lennon lived a wonderful life where he was not a legend, where he did not change the world. And yes. he was essentially a guy who uh, was a sea captain who like went off into I the mean, ocean. That's, the wor- that's kind of the thesis of the movie, of right? John Lennon. The thesis of what is, like, you know, this is not real, right? <laughs> you feel like, oh, but what a sad waste of John Lennon. In he, the story, at it's the a end waste, of, just like you are. <laughs> so just, are you the kind of person who says that just because you want to listen to some music, you would have John Lennon die? <laughs> you want to kill John Lennon? That was his fate. Listen, I hated that scene because he was old, right? And like, okay. <laughs> So there was that. But apart from that, just in terms of the plot, (laughs) the acting, how it was achieved, fantastic. And he gives, like, you know, such great advice. Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, uh, any of these, this this slew of musicals that have been coming out recently, this movie's just riding on its coattails. They're just trying to go with the flow, to make a quick, easy buck. Off of what happened? What happened? Did the Beatles uh, uh, catalog uh, somehow get cheaper all of a sudden that they were able to to just ride off the Beatles what? coattails? See, this is exactly why this movie isn't for you. Here you are, the cynical, jaded person, and that's not what this movie is, right? Switch. Uh, you know, the Beatles are people that don't need any more money, okay? <laughs> they are super rich, and here they are trying to make another cheap buck out of all their music and all of their albums. Okay, you had your moment, okay, Beatles. <laughs> this is the era of Nicki Minaj. And that's the problem. And Cardi B. Exactly. Why can't they make a Cardi <laughs> B movie? Okay? And what would it be called? The B movie. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they already make one called the B movie? <laughs> Not with Cardi B music. <laughs> would she be a B in her movie? Okay, they could make a movie about what would happen to the world if, <laughs> if Cardi, Cardi B, B didn't exist. It would be called Cardigan Gone. <laughs> Cardi Gone. Cardi Gone. <gasps> That's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. The point is that today's youth, kids these days, don't know. Kids these days wouldn't know good music if it hit them in the face. Why are you saying <laughs> I don't know, because I feel wrinkly all of a sudden. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, what this movie does, just like Bohemian Rhapsody, just like Rocketman, is it introduces a new generation to this incredible music that would otherwise kind of drift away and, and be lost. And it's a, it's a really wonderful thing for 
people of all ages to be able to celebrate no. such wonderful okay. music together. If, if it is introducing this music to a new generation, which it's not, by the way, this movie is for older people, it's right? For, it's for young it's and old. It's not. But if you were to have younger people go watch this movie, they would come out with the bootleg versions of the songs and they would hate the Beatles. They would dislike the Beatles because they're listening to this Jack Mullick's version of it, which are all just these watered down. He can't sing. He can't sing. I'm sorry. He can't sing. He sung just fine. I mean, you know, just because uh, you can't sing as an Indian doesn't mean that no Indians can sing. <laughs> Why are you so racist against Indians? Not that? I'm not. You have a problem with, with an Indian man singing, right? uh, singing Beatles music? What's your problem? Honestly. All right. His voice was They fine. are an American institution. <laughs> okay. And here he is, this Jack British guy. American institution. They're a British institution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are a British institution. Okay. And here they are, this, uh, whatever, this, you know. His voice is so good. Anyway, God. the point is that, yes, you have all the music and you get a different variation on the music because it, he's made it more personal to him. He hasn't. They make dumbed down versions of the music, right? And that's, that's the other thing, right? Th- it, kind of there has this presupposed idea that if the music ca- came out now it would automatically be some of the greatest songs ever written if a guy came out and started singing oh bloody oh blada people go like okay what the hell is this well is this i mean Barney? If, if you did it the way that you just did it if you went out and, like started flailing your arms around and going uh, oh bloody oh blada yeah it might on, be a bit strange right? but this music is timeless that's the point it was it is legendary it timeless is, uh, music it is a music that is culturally relevant at the time it had something to do and it was the personality was all of these things coming together right to now the, uh, not right now <laughs> right back, now back, right now was back then <laughs> right now was all back of us then. <laughs> right now back then it was yesterday okay uh i feel like you really need some help and i feel like i want to hold your hand so that you, you're you're you feel better about about yourself in no, general no, no. no let's let's talk about <laughs> the parents character in this movie they were so funny they were the ca- the parents didn't they were like they were great comic relief the parents were so funny they they would barely pay attention to him as he was <laughs> writing he was making this music that was or like playing the music that they'd never heard which is literally the most legendary music of all time and they could barely even pay attention it was so funny it was the switch <laughs> they were just like a caricature of indian parents i mean i know that my own indian parents what <laughs> They were just a caricature. They were just a caricature of Indian parents. Now, I know that Indian parents would be, you know, a, an easy joke, and it's the kind of a cheap laugh. Like it's not right to kind of use them as a throwaway like that. They had no substance, and they were just there to kind of, you know, make you chuckle a little bit here and there. They were such great. I mean, those actors, by the way, from Goodness Gracious Me. I don't know if you ever saw that on BBC. It's the same actors, and they're back, and they are hilarious back then, and they're hilarious in this movie. So great they were just trying characters. to take those characters and, you know, use them in the same way These, a- and just double up on them instead is, of creating something new. This is how you write uh, side characters, right? It is all the experience of Richard Curtis writing <laughs> for over 50 years <laughs> that shows on screen in this movie. Okay, I'm curious about something. How do you feel about these Indian parents compared to your own upbringing? I wish these were my parents. <laughs> okay? I wish they were my parents were like this instead of being more... My parents are very old. <laughs> and wrinkly. Wrinkly. <laughs> these guys, you know, movie parents, yeah. less wrinkly. They have some makeup. I wish that's what it was going for. You, you know but who's not wrinkly? I want to talk who's not wrinkly. Ed Sheeran. Ed, she- oh. Ed Sheeran is not wrinkly. 
He is bland and pale and no. pasty. Look at me. I'm Ed Sheeran. He was trying to pull a Keanu. He, is he was so trying to just show up and by movie. the sheer force of his own it's, legend, it is perfect. trying to make himself be the center of attention. Ooh, He's not. Me. The I'm, movie's about I'm, him going I'm like, I'm not. Look at me. I'm a little ginger who knows how to play music. <laughs> Where are you? What is that? I'm a Sheeran. No, okay, no. Uh, but he's so funny in this movie, right? He plays kind of himself, but he is not afraid to self-deprecate. Uh, it brings some star power into this movie. It sets it in the real world. And you get to see all these other things also in the movie, by the way. It's like, oh, Coke doesn't exist anymore. Cigarettes don't exist but anymore. Why? Harry Potter doesn't why, exist why anymore. Why do Coke and Harry Potter not exist anymore? Th- th- there's no logic behind you, it. There, you have... It is a this movie is about miracles, right? So it, what's the miracle that Coke doesn't exist anymore? The miracle a, is supposed to be a singular thing. The miracle is supposed to be the Beatles don't exist anymore, yeah. and this is his story because he ends up uh, going through his character this, arc. What this, does Coke have to do with it? You have to understand that his story is about the Beatles, but there is this world, and every there's some people who remember certain things, other people who don't. So they might have a Coke story. Somebody has a cigarette story. <laughs> so right? it's a multi it's multiple miracles. Yes, okay. this movie that's how miracles <laughs> so, work. So it's like a universe. It's a shared universe. Yes, and it's across the universe. <laughs> okay, this movie is really the love story, and what uh-huh. a beautiful love story. Okay. Speaking of the love story, and speaking of this miracle. In the story, the first time that she managed him was when he was on stage as a high schooler and he was playing Wonderwall by Oasis. Yes. Now, as part of the miracle, Oasis no longer exists. Yes. Explain that, buddy. He sang a different song. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He that sang was a different <laughs> song. <laughs> that was such an important part of his about? childhood. He just sang a different song. It doesn't song. work that way. So they never mention what song it is. What song why, was it? Why is that was important? It, was it? Was it? Was it? Here you have such a Marilyn a Manson song. Was you, it? I'll tell you what song it is. It is this famous song called Switch. <laughs> It doesn't matter what song it is that he was playing. It was about the budding romance between him and his and that and the girl who would end How up loving him. How did it even start? <laughs> they even do a flashback to the song yeah, where he actually you bastard. <laughs> this is the wrong time for you to switch. That's crap. All right, How this is a flaw, a logical flaw. <laughs> How do they even like they do a flashback to him singing Wonderwall, Wonderwall. after <laughs> when it didn't even exist? How did this flashback happen? You know why? No, explain. Because it's a crazy premise all around. You're going to accept that the Beatles ceased to exist and that he would not be playing a different song? Come on. Eh, you know, subvert your expectations, okay? All right? Subvert. You're just, you're just subvert. Saying, you, that subvert your expectations. <laughs> I'll move on. Okay? So, speaking of dumb decisions, what about that scene where she's like, okay, you know what? You have a choice right now. <laughs> You have one minute forty seconds. Decide to. That's be with how me. love works, Haysom. Don't you know? Wait, let me l- let me tell don't you. Don't you know says. how love works? She Hysam? says, "Either be with me <laughs> or quit this fame, this fortune, this music industry." Even though she has been his number one supporter, yeah. And he's like, "This is your choice, right now, or else yeah. I'm leaving." And what? I've done that to you, and you stayed, and that's why I know you love <laughs> me, Haysom. That's why I know. I could have been somebody. <laughs> I could have been Jack Mullick. I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. <laughs> could have had it all. Here I am arguing <laughs> with you about old people. <laughs> Wrinkly old people. Look, the point is that he, she had to raise the stakes. The stakes had to be raised. All it right? Was forced. It wasn't forced. It was that she, just, she decided in that moment that he had a choice to make. Of course, she ends up going back on it, and she still falls in love with him later. But that's because we're human what beings. What the hell? We live in a gray area. And then, like, she dates somebody else, and she and calls him. And his friend him. Rocky, so funny, the stoner dude Rocky. 
What a great he's piece a, of casting. He's a caricature so of funny. a dumb guy. Yeah, he was he was a playful, you know, loyal, a kind of goofy guy, always there, always there for him no matter what. Complete caricature. Wonderful. So Th- funny. This movie's full of these side characters who are one note, one joke characters. Oh, here's the Sorry manager. Sorry if that's what you see when you look in a mirror. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the characters. <laughs> You have a one-note character with your characters. <laughs> there's the agent who is like, you know, one-note. There's the friend who's one-note. The parents that are one-note. Uh, ironically, it's a Beatles song. So how <laughs> the hell is everybody one-note in this Beatles movie? And the, the and the and just going back through all the different songs and seeing him come up with all the different songs and remember them and try to remember them, try to save them so that everybody can enjoy them was just so exciting, you know? It's going through memory su- lane. Such a cop-out, like Penny by <laughs> Memory Lane is a wonderful place to it's be. It's such a cop-out, by the way, that ending where, you know, they're setting up this idea that, oh, there are other people who remember. And you're yes, like, what's going to happen? Exactly. And then they just show up and there is no conflict. It's just, it's a cop-out. That it's was one of my favorite parts of the movie because you were expecting them to be furious at him. Stop you were subverting my <laughs> expectations, for God's sakes. Okay, it just was make actually the that movie. honestly was one of the most charming moments because they ended up saying to him exactly what they felt, which is that no, they were they were happy that he was bringing the Beatles into the world. They were happy that he was doing that. He was doing them a favor, and they were such a cute couple. You're too. telling you actually liked that? Absolutely, I thought that was wonderful. That was such a nice surprise. I thought that oh, they were gonna cause come <laughs> on. switch. Oh come on, <laughs> more of this. Okay, yeah. more of this yeah. happy-go-lucky <laughs> stuff. Okay, this is what I want in yep. my movies. This joy, joy. this uh, uncynical quality. Exactly. Right, where people love each other and it's all about love. That's what Beatles music is all about, right? All you need is love. We don't need old people. And I guess that brings us to the natural conclusion of this debate. Uh, why don't you tell me how you really feel with today's moment of truth? I really like it. <laughs> yeah. It's it was good. A, just it's a feel-good It's a feel-good movie. It's funny, it's romantic, and it's got good music. The concept is, like, so clever. It's such a, it's such a cool idea, yeah. you know? And it ended up being a small, intimate film yes. that's directed by one of the greatest directors alive right now, Danny Boyle. I think that's a street. I'm I'm not sure why Danny Boyle did this, but you know what? Good but, for him. but it was but but it was it had a lot of, because it was also the team behind it, Richard Curtis. Yeah. You understand it is a British institution, yes. right? The Beatles, Richard Curtis who's been responsible for some of the 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 best romantic comedies Love in, in British uh, cinema. Uh you know, Danny Boyle, you know, it was a very kind of it, it was uh, uh, an ode. It was like an ode to like a love you know, letter to Britain. Uh, yes, either, right? yeah, a love letter to Britain in many ways. And what I loved about it is that is that it was so diverse at the same time. So yeah. it wasn't like a it wasn't it was the love letter to Britain of today, connecting it to the past. So yeah. even Jack Malik, he's not like a white uh, uh, boy from from Liverpool. Yeah. He's 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 a, a representation of modern England, yeah. a multicultural, and and that was really cool. It really brought it to the present. So okay, let's let me start. Okay, so. For one, 
huge fan of the Beatles music, right? Absolutely. And so that on its own, when you're just listening to a lot of Beatles music, that just, you know, your foot's a tapping and you're singing along. You were you were actually singing along. Yeah, it's great. I heard you. Like, you, were, you were singing along loudly. <laughs> those songs, I, I was kind of hoping everybody would. Start singing along. It's like, because, you know, that's so great. She like, loves you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, all you need is love. Hey, Jude. Those all you need is love. Like, those songs are so great for they everybody are. to sing They're along so to. So but you, you brought up something interesting which is conceptually yeah i i i as a film i'm more than willing to suspend my disbelief and yeah. believe that if this if the beatles music came into uh, being today that people would react to it the way that they would of course we know it's a lot more complicated than that yes. so when you're watching the movie you do think to yourself well the beatles weren't just about the music itself they were about the beatles yes and the music they were about the personalities they were about and the time that it the came time out that it on. came out and all that right yeah. so but even though that's that's true and obvious, I didn't care. I didn't care. Either. I didn't care. I didn't care either. You know? It is this thing. This is the greatest songs ever written, and so they will always be the greatest songs that's that's ever it. written. Exactly. And that's all you kind of uh, need to know, right? But didn't you find it a bit tricky to root for a protagonist who was clearly doing something that was very questionable? No. No, because I found I found myself on the edge. I was like, I want to root for him. I'm putting myself in his shoes, but at the same time, like I know this is gonna go south. Yeah. I know it is. I I did have anxiety over right. like his. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. So I guess I was rooting for him because I yeah. didn't want him to get caught, right? And I wanted him to be successful, yeah. right? So in that way, it kind of it kind of really worked for me. Uh, How did you like uh, his the romantic relationship between them between uh, um, Ellie and uh, and Jack? Okay, two things. So let me finish the first thought. Sure. Uh, so firstly, uh, I was rooting for him throughout, right? And I think it's partly because he does feel guilt over what he's not kind of you know he doesn't seem like he's trying to take advantage. Like, yeah, even though yeah. He is. You can tell that he's like torn about it, but he's like, well, I kind of have to now. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I I understand that. So I didn't feel terrible about that. As for the romance, I actually liked that the movie was at its core. I'm like a sucker for romantic comedies, right? So I liked that it was a romance at its core. Yeah. And the Beatles thing wasn't what the movie was about, really. It was about the romance. Yeah. Uh, I do think that it could have done a little better. Like, they didn't have the most amazing... Pr- like, they had a little bit of chemistry. I think Lily James was really good. She was really good. I don't think he had the chemistry with her. Like, it was like I didn't other feel way. his chemistry to her as much as I felt her adoration and chemistry exactly. to him, if you know what I mean. Like, I right. felt like... It, I agree. Like, yeah. it felt like she really loved him and he thought Kinda she was liked a her. friend, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I wasn't completely... And I think the movie does falter i wouldn't say falter but i think that ending moment's really important right that big uh, declaration of love and then he's on stage and but he does that he does that yes but i don't think it was you know this is richard curtis we're talking about you know i'm just a man like i'm just a guy standing in front yeah. of a girl like yeah. the, you know love actually you know yeah, all yeah. these so over here he doesn't really say anything right he just says like oh she was my number one fa-. like he doesn't like i wanted that kind of big right Thing Your like expectations because of the right. pa- what Richard Curtis has written in the past were something like phenomenal, right? Like yeah. I wanted him to sing a song about her that he wrote. That would have been, uh, you know, what that would have been interesting. You know, Although <sighs> to try to sing a song in that like kind of <laughs> that, that right. you're comparing to the Beatles, like I guess, but uh, something that he wrote, like right, you know, right. something, right? Yeah, so yeah. that could have been, you know, I, I wish it had that, but you know, it's a romantic comedy, so I'm I'm all in.
Yeah. Um, but then, like, what did you think of um, the the dude, like Rocky? Like, there were a lot of these side characters, like Rocky, like the like like uh, what's her name? Yeah, Kim yeah. I thought that they were really funny. Like this, the the thing I love about romantic comedies is the supporting cast. Yes. Like I really love it when there's good supporting cast. It's great, you know. And I thought that they did a really they they kept it so funny throughout. This is like. I mean, if you haven't found out, like, I know Richard Curtis is old and I keep saying that, but <laughs> I'm a huge, huge, huge Richard Curtis fan. Yeah. I love, like, About Time is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, me too. Right? Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. A lot Brilliant. of people haven't. It's so The good. thing about About Time is, if somebody hasn't seen it, just to say, is that it's the same idea that this is a perfectly normal world where one thing changes. Yes. And that one thing affects the whole story. And these are, like, completely uncynical movies. And that's what I kind of really adore about them. They're, they're really funny. The characters are kind of have this kind of British humor to them, right? Yes. And they are all about love and people being good and being nice. So e- even in this movie, while he's doing something that you could say is morally, you know, reprehensible. Questionable. Right? He is a good person, yeah. right? Everybody in this movie, like, except maybe, I guess, Kate McKinnon, right? But even her, like, her badness is, like, this caricature badness. It's it not is a like caricature a badness, and she's not trying to hide it. Right? That's the thing that, that, that works about her character is that she is honest yeah. in, in what a bitch she is. Right. Like, she's like, this is what I am. I, I care about money. You are a product. She had some great yeah. lines. She, is she great. had some great lines. Like, her, Rocky, and the parents, yeah. they yeah. all had, like, some, ama- even the f- other friends that they had. Yeah. Like, they yeah. all had some really, really, really amazing. Lines. Yeah. So on that level, like I was, I was all in. Like I yeah. adored this film. I do wish they make another movie with the same concept yeah. that goes more into the concept. If that makes any sense. Well, I mean, you know, you could you could really delve into like what would the world really be like if the Beatles didn't exist and right. things would be a lot more different. Like let a me, lot more different. A, like actually not a movie, like say a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah, something yeah. like like something like there is the complete opposite of this in, yes. in terms of like its tone and it's like this really dark look. Yeah, at, like, like it's know? missing like so much joy and, and right. the the idea of like the singer songwriter would not have evolved to, to what it is or the or the or the you know the way that like rock music would not evolve to the same degree that exactly. it did. There'd be a lot of differences. It wouldn't just be that Oasis didn't exist. You know, it would you know? be a lot more than that. Like for me, for example, like, you know, Beatles was a big part of like, even though, you know, I grew up in the nineties, <laughs> <laughs> big part of, yeah, uh, but me too. Up, I mean, right? I mean, I mean the Beatles were well beyond be, be before my time, but I grew up with the Beatles as well. I kept listening to all of their music on and repeat. I can say like, I have friendships that I wouldn't have if it wasn't for the Beatles in some way. Cause it's something that we connected over, you know, we'd go on road trips, listening to just Beatles. Songs for me, the Beatles along. marks specific eras in my life. And yep. when I listen to any of their songs, I remember very specific times, like the Beatles, like I said before, I'm glad that this has kind of um, has brought back the Beatles into the public consciousness, yeah. uh, especially for today's world that is so distracted by so many artists and so many different types of music, which is great. But it's really wonderful to be reminded of something that is so legendary that can't be repeated. And they have like that really funny scene uh, where it's kind of like he's giving those, uh, you know, the album titles out and like the covers where he's yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, call yeah. it white. And they're like, oh, it's a diversity. <laughs> oh, it's like Sergeant like, Pepper's about? Lonely Hearts Band. They're like, what, what is that? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's great. Like all that stuff. That they Abbey do. Road. I uh, mean, uh, it's just a road. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, how many um, bowl haircuts <laughs> would you give uh, this movie? Um, 
I would give this movie like a seven Lucy's in the sky. I would give it a seven and a half Lucy's in the sky with diamonds. I thought it was a lot of fun. I would watch it again. It's really enjoyable and easy to watch. And yeah. just, it's a feel good. It's Absolutely. a feel good film. Switch. 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 Thank you for listening to Switch Flicks. If you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comments. And it really helps us grow the podcast and community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your support is the wind beneath our wings, which is the band that Paul McCartney formed after leaving the Beatles. Unless you're old, we don't need your emails <laughs> or no, your no. support. That None of that is true. All are welcome. Stop being an ageist. Stop listening to this podcast, Grandpa. <laughs>